Hi, this is Rachel Sherman, and welcome to the FitFab and 40-something podcast, where each week we'll discuss issues surrounding health, wealth, fitness, and wellness to help you navigate your way through your 30s, 40s, and 50s. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening, and welcome to today's podcast. I have recently finished a um, a what we would call a cut, a fat loss phase. Um, I have been in this fat loss phase since um, May, end of May of this year. And over the course of that time, I have lost 11 kilos. Um, and after posting all of this on social media... I have had so many people ask me about what I've done uh, and also about um, who my coach is and um, how it all works. So today's episode is going to be all on the topic of um, online coaching uh, or finding an online personal trainer. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about tracking food and my fitness pal. Um, so, I mean, these days, so many more people have online coaches and it's a sign of the times, really. I think, you know, that you just don't do as much face to face. Everything is going online. Um, in years gone by, you would have gone to your local gym and just been allocated a personal trainer at the gym, and that's who you would have seen every week. Um, but now, so many more people um, are not going to gyms, and they have uh, fitness equipment at home, or they're doing other types of training. Um, and the online training world has really boomed. So um, there's so many online trainers out there, and so many people doing it. So I think it's important to have the discussion about how to find the best person for you, um, but also whether you need an online coach or trainer and it may not be the right thing for you. So do you need an online coach? I The reasons why I have an online coach is I live out in the bush um, I have a home gym, so I don't go to a gym in town. Um, and there's really no one around um, that does personal training at the moment. So um, where I live, so I had to look online. I like having a coach because I like that um, accountability. I like being um, accountable and uh, to somebody and to be motivated by them. But, and I'm also at a bit of a level two where I um, get quite serious about my training and um, my gym work and everything. And so I want someone um, that has a certain level of knowledge to be programming that for me. Um, and I also just, I don't want to do it myself. I don't want to put a program together for myself. I would actually just rather somebody else do that for me. Um, technically, I think I have enough knowledge that I probably could put together my own program, but I just don't want to. I want somebody else to take care of that for me. 
So what do you, what should you be looking for for an online coach? The first thing obviously is um, to do your research. Um, you know, take the time to kind of look into it a little bit. Um, you know, obviously you don't need someone in your area necessarily. Uh, my I live in rural New South Wales and my coach is based in Melbourne. Um, but do your research and and have a look into them um, a little bit more than just finding the first person or the person that has the most followers on social media. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are the most qualified or the best coach or run a good business. Um, so what qualifications do they have? Um, this is um, something I think that you should look for. And most most coaches and PTs will have a, at least at a minimum a certificate, three or four level um, of fitness. Uh, forget exactly what it's called, but it's certificate in fitness anyway. Um, and many will also have... Um, some type of nutrition certification. If you're someone that is recovering from an injury, um, there's also quite a lot of people who um, are osteos, physios, um, and and live in that kind of rehab world uh, and also have personal training knowledge. And so you can find if if rehab needs to be a part of your programming then you can also look for that kind of coach as well another important thing is do they have the correct knowledge about the sport or the type of training that you're interested in so if I was going to start training for a marathon I probably wouldn't hire a powerlifting coach (laughs) so things like that I mean obviously there is a bit of crossover it's um, a lot of it is fitness related and um, you know it's it's going to anything um, is going to improve your fitness Um, but I think it's better to um, to try and find somebody if you're going into a more specific genre of fitness Um, you know find somebody that has knowledge and experience in that area so if you're prepping for a bodybuilding competition then you're probably not going to want to go with a coach that has never done a bodybuilding prep before because it's quite specific so definitely check all of this out before signing up with them but you also have to kind of feel out whether or not their vibe is going to be right for you. Um, so my coach, who I get along well with, may not be the right coach for another person. Um, and someone that coaches um, somebody else, somebody that coaches you, may not be the right fit for me. So it's important to check out whether or not um, they vibe well with you. And I think you can generally pick that up, um, you know, through social media. 
the posts that they do, you know, check out the videos that they do on Instagram or or Facebook if if they're on social media. Um, you can generally you can generally tell if it's somebody that you think that you're going to get along with. Ask plenty of questions. So how do they deliver their programs? And is the way that they deliver it, does that suit you? How do they manage their communication and feedback between um, coach and client? Uh, So does the way that they do that suit you? Ask plenty of questions of them um, about how often and the type of communication that you will have. Um, because I think this is really important to manage those expectations right from the beginning. So there's just no um, no disappointment anywhere. And then another thing um, you need to figure out if you want um, somebody that will be able to do for you a completely individual customized program based on your specific lifestyle and goals or if you want to just get a bit of a fitness program that's quite generic obviously having a more customized approach is going to cost you more money Um, but if that doesn't suit you and you can't afford that then you know you can always look for um, for those coaches or trainers or programs um, or companies even uh, that do the more kind of generic template style um, programs. Uh, If they do nutrition, um, you know, what type of nutrition do they offer? Is it, as I said, just a generic meal plan or will they do up a customized meal plan based on the type of foods that you like to eat and have access to. All of these questions should be asked before you sign anything, before you um, pay any money. And it's all things that you probably need to consider um, before you will even have a chat to your coach. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say on online coaching. There's so many people out there and there are some really fantastic online trainers that really know what they're doing. Um, and as I said, you know, the the best looking person and the person with the most followers doesn't automatically make them the best coach and especially doesn't make them the best coach for you. So you have to find someone that you vibe well with. Um, so I hope that um, that's been a little bit helpful and that you're able to find the right coach uh, for you. Um, then I wanted to talk about tracking food and, you know, this will probably come into um, if you're deciding to get an online coach. One of the things you'll probably be asked to do is track your food. I've been tracking um my food for on and off for about two years um definitely more religiously in the past year and before that I kind of would 
do it for a month or two and then stop and then do it for a month or two and stop. But um, I am a real data-oriented person. So I love being able to see exactly what I've eaten and know all about what my what um, constitutes my diet, really. So it is the best way of knowing exactly what we're consuming. You can track the macros, you can track the calories, but you can also see what micronutrients you're consuming in the foods that you're eating, um, which can come in handy if from a health perspective, because you can see whether or not you're um, deficient in any kind of micronutrients. Um, so you can kind of see a correlation between how you feel and what you eat. Um, but I think it's particularly important if you're starting to get really serious about your fitness um, and specifically if you're wanting to lose weight or wanting to gain weight um, because you have to take that energy balance into account um, and say you're wanting to lose weight then you have to make sure that what you're consuming the food that you're consuming, um, the energy in that food, the calories in that food is less than the calories that you're expending through activity. If that's not the case, then weight loss will not occur. So it's good to track your food um, for your own benefit, but also for your coach's benefits so they can better help you um, in terms of advice on nutrition um, and pairing that with your training. Um, and so for that, it's really important to be accurate and honest in your food tracking. Otherwise, it's just not worth it. Um, you know, so often you hear about how people tell, um, you know, a dietitian or the coach, um, you know, that they only eat three meals a day and have this and that and that and that but really you know they're also and I'm terrible for untracked extras as well you know like my daughter will offer me something and I'm like oh yes I'll just have a chip um, you know all of that is um, it's still food that you're consuming so it's really important to be accurate and honest in what you're tracking um and also to weigh things. I know it seems like it's uh, crazy and like just overdone to weigh things. Like it's just too much. <laughs> but um, yeah, we weigh most of our food as it goes on the plate uh, in this household. We just have scales that constantly live on the kitchen bench um, and weigh everything. And so there's a few, one of the best ways, before I go ahead on these tips, one of the best ways to track your diet and the food intake um, is through an app called MyFitnessPal. And I would have to say that's probably one of the most common apps that people will use for food tracking. Um, and so with MyFitnessPal, there's a few kind of tips and tricks that you can use um, and this is simply on the free version of it too like you don't have to go to the premium version 
um, and you can customize it. So one of the first things that you would want to do when you log on to MyFitnessPal um, is to customize, uh, put in your current weight and your goal weight. And it will give you like a default formula for the calories and macros, depending on like what your goal weight is and how much you want to lose. Um, but if you're going to have an online coach um, or you have specific calories and macros um, that you want to use, then you can also put those in MyFitnessPal um, so that you can customize everything specific for you. I prefer to scan the barcodes of packaged foods um, in the MyFitnessPal app so that I know I'm getting the exact food. I'm getting it right. <laughs> um, there are a few instances if it's like a newer product where it hasn't been entered into MyFitnessPal yet. Um, or sometimes there's just these little glitches where you will scan something and a completely different food will pop up. So just make sure that um, just give it a quick check that when you scan something, it is the right food that's coming up. So, yeah, I find that really easy just to scan it rather than search for it. And then what I will do is I will change the serving size instead of their serving size. I'll change that to one gram or one mil and I will then um, weigh the food that I'm eating and have the number of servings as the weight of that food. Another um, handy tip is if you're eating fresh fruit or vegetables or kind of generic products like flour, um, rolled oats, that kind of thing. Uh, you can actually use the details from the Australian Food Database. And to do that, if you type in the food and then put in Nuttab, so um, banana and then Nuttab, which is N-U-T-T-A-B, for, and that's short for nutritional table, um, that will actually bring up all of the calories and macros and detail, food details of that specific food from the Australian Food Database, so you know that it's going to be accurate. And of course, another tip for me is to actually go on YouTube or online and search for some of the tutorials about using MyFitnessPal. Um, there's so much you can do with it. It's just a matter of kind of sitting down and, and using it for a little while. Um, and you get to know kind of some of the little tips and tricks to make it all a lot easier to use. But I, I do recognize just how daunting um, it can be when you first start tracking food. But it's definitely worth it in the end. Um, and I think is imperative um, to track your food if you're wanting to lose or to gain weight. So... A few tips from me today um, on trying to find the right online coach for you and also tracking food. So I hope that has helped. Um, so one little last thing is I this will actually be the last podcast for the year. Um, 
it's just starting to get really busy on the farm with harvest and everything um, and all of the, you know, everything that is involved with end of year, you know, the lead up to Christmas and just school stuff and all that kind of thing. So um, I would love to hear from you guys as to if there's anything else um, in the new year that you would like to listen to podcasts about. Um, always happy to take uh, ideas and suggestions on episode themes from you. Um, but otherwise, this will be the, the last one for the year from me. So I hope that you've enjoyed listening and we can chat again soon. Thanks for listening to the Fit, Fab and 40-something podcast. As always, I'd love it if you could take a screenshot from whichever platform you're listening on and share it on your social media. And don't forget to tag FitFab and 40-something podcast on Instagram. Until next time, see you later.